Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm so happy to be back after the Yontifs. This is our first show back after the beautiful Tish race season that we had. And I did uh, was away for a week. My husband had a conference, uh, so I was away with him. And now we're back in the studio. How are you, ZK? Good. Good. good it's good, right? It's re- I feel like it's been a long time. Good to be back to regular programming. Right, regular program. You know what? I love routine. I'm a big fan of routine. Let's do our routine for our intro. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love to cook it, eat it, eat it at restaurants. Anything food related, I've written two cookbooks, perfect for Pesach perfect for, and perfect flavors, which is almost a year old. Actually, this week it turns a year old. Happy birthday, perfect flavors. Um, okay, and where was I? Oh, I do chop competitions. I run a catering business. Um, and I love to travel and try kosher food from all across the world. But I want to hear about your food experiences too. So call me at Yemi at Nachum Siegel. Um, dot com. I, uh, you can follow my Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and my website, theaussiegourmet.com. Um, if you had a great meal or you ate somewhere and you had a great meal at a restaurant, cook something, just email me. I love to hear about it. I love when you guys are interactive with me. It just, it's so much fun. It becomes like I'm here in the studio with ZK. We talk to each other and we're talking to you, but I'd like to hear back from you. You know, it's, it's, Makes it a little bit more exciting for me to to hear how everyone's doing. Um, okay, so where I was since, I guess after Yontif, I was home for like I went on a conference, a lawyers conference with my husband. Funny thing is, I was the only one. We had this like reception. It wasn't kosher, so, um, but they had you know selection of alcohol and beer. So I had a kosher, you know, beer is kosher. So I had a beer and I'm walking around and schmoozing and he's networking and I'm like just taking pictures of the food for inspiration and I'm like I'm at the only I'm at the only person taking photos of the food right because normally when I go to events everyone's taking photos of the food but lawyers they were not taking photos of the food they didn't care they were busy eating and drinking it which was quite quite funny for us to you know like we always snap then eat you know um but uh, I came back I was home for a few days and then I went to Virginia I did a Chop competition for the Va'ad of Tidewater, which is in um, Norfolk, Virginia area. Um, it was the most beautiful community. A big shout out to Rabbi and Mrs. Mostofsky and the entire um, team over there to Rabbi um, Haber and his family and the entire community of Norfolk. You made my family feel so welcome. We had the most incredible weekend. We even got a private tour of the world's biggest naval base, which was amazing. We went down to Colonial Williamsburg. We had Krispy Kreme donuts, fresh off the belt. Let me tell you, that might have been the best thing ever. <laughs> Out of all the gourmet food I've eaten, give me a a donut fresh off the uh, Krispy Kreme uh, oven, straight from the fryer on, on their cooking belt. It was unbelievable. Um, and of course, I have to tell you the best shawarma and falafel in America is in Norfolk, Virginia. It's unreal. The line on Sunday when we went back to have something else, because had, we had the shawarma on Friday and then we went back on Sunday for lunch, was out the door. It's just a great restaurant that happened to be kosher and everybody knows about it. Like it was like out the door, the line, like maybe 20, 30 people online. Uh, which is so nice to see in a kosher restaurant that everybody comes and eats there. So it was really, really, really incredible. 
Um, and yeah, it was it was really a great trip, and it's only an hour away. So, you know. If you're ever in that area, you know that there's an incredible community. Like, right, it's by Virginia Beach. We also went to have a little look at Virginia Beach as well. And I didn't, I couldn't put this in, but um, you know how I love airplanes and I love to fly. So I happen to really be obsessed with a Kitty Hawk, the Wright Brothers airplane. And that's about an hour and a half drive from Norfolk. Had I known, I would have put that in the schedule. But now I have to go back to Norfolk so I can go to North Carolina to see Kitty Hawk. And I'll give that a plane pat. And whoever knows, watches my Instagram, you'll know what I mean by a plane pat. Okay, there was a lot to say there, right? So on the line, I have with me Essie Berkowitz. Now, Essie was one of the first guests on Table for Two when I first started. Um, this week marks the beginning of the Kosher Trifecta Week, this coming up week, starting off with Jewish Food Media, Kosher Feast that evening, and then two days of Kosher Fest. And we are going to line up today's show just like that. We're having Essie Berkowitz from Kosher Feast. We're having... Menachem Lubinsky, founder of Kosher Fest, and then Melinda Strauss from the Jewish Food Media Conference. Welcome, Esti Berkowitz. Hi, Naomi. Hi, Gosh, darling. Your, your energy is just coming through the phone like so <laughs> nice. Thank <laughs> through you. Through the airwaves. Okay. Um, you know, this is my favorite time of the year. Yontif, Yontif is gone by, which I have. I love Yontif, don't get me wrong. But routine has started, and for me, routine for the last 20-something years since I'm even living on the Lower East Side is going out to Kosher Fest. I know. What would life be without Kosher Fest, Kosher Feast, Jewish Food Media Conference? Right. All these things that have like piled onto the amazing week that it's almost a week that it turns into. It's a celebration of kosher food. That's what I like to think of it. It is. It is. So what can I tell you about, you know, this year? It's just I, I'm really grateful, as you know, for all the support of our community and what the growth has done for everybody. It's just really, really something to be proud of. And this year, actually, I'm not really heading up Kosher Feast, but I'm there as like, you know, a supporter. Ambassador. Ambassador. Yeah, an ambassador. So tell us and what's going on there. So this year, actually, you know, of course, Roberta, Sheer of Kosherai, her and I are both ambassadors, and actually the main person who really has made all the arrangements is Alyssa Kaplan of Kosher Gourmet Mart. Okay, I, I didn't. I actually did not know that, Esty. Huh. Yeah, she's. I thought really, she was really, helping out. Yeah, she's impressive. She's running it. She really. She has a whole business online, and she really got started because she was helping out with her school. And they realized you really have a gift of getting really cool things to put in for our auction, for our events. So she, deci she decided to start this koshergourmetmart.com, and anybody could check it out. And she has really unique kosher products. Oh, we'll have to get her in the studio. We'll have to get her in the studio. Oh, oh amazing. Sure. I thought you were running Kosher Fest this year. She kosher took feast. it over. She really feast. took it over. We, Fantastic. You know, it's we great. know that... We like to get together, and it's actually a, small, a smaller, more intimate event this year. We're at ETC Steakhouse. Oh, Seth Warshaw. Been. We love him. He's been in the studio. Oh, yes. I've seen him on your show, and he's created such a lovely menu. And, of course, I have to mention Royal Wine is going to be pairing with each part of the meal. And anybody out there who's on Facebook and you – are interested in food, you're starting out in 
your kitchen, you have Instagram, but you want to kind of be in an intimate setting, one-to-one, this is a great event for you. And you should go to our Facebook page. Our Facebook group is really where everything happens. Right. Yes. Um, I'm a member of that. Yeah. We really found that platform to be most engaging. And we encourage all of our members to share their good news, too. What do you got going on? You know, and if I see you've been in the news, which is not hard, you know, (laughs) thank God. Um, I like to share it there because I want to share with everybody successes. I think that's something really that's nice about the community that we want to support growth of everybody. You've built a beautiful community, uh, a food, a food community. Um, So let's talk about how Kosher Feast got started. How many years ago did you start? We really started, gosh, in 2011, I want to say we had a very small dinner. I don't think you made it that year. No. Um, I think I, I just met you in five towns. You were giving a demo, and I think you had a baby ah. at home, and I had, your daughter was a little, I had a little son. But we did it at the, I want to say, and I forget the name of the restaurant. It's not there anymore. Whatever the case is, we grew so much that the next year we went to a bigger place. You know, we right. went to Abigail's. Um, so why did it get started? Back before uh, Instagram. Um, what? Back in there was a world before Instagram? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, was there life? Hello. I don't know. You know. So we, me being that I'm a lifestyle blogger, I really just started with a blog about being a mom who kept kosher. I saw that this touched so many different areas, food, travel, clothing, everything. So... At Kosher Fest, there were lots of different people coming because they had, you know, oh, I make beautiful things to put food in. Oh, that's great. You should come and meet a food brand that you could work together. You know, the early days of a fab collab. Let's put it that way. A fab, what's it called? A fab collab? A fab collab. You know, (laughs) both people win. And it's just every year that we just started. Naomi, you came on way in the beginning as just a powerhouse. And you were emceeing like everything in those days. You know, even before you were really doing chops and you were so, hey, I want to see this succeed. You really, you know, went to bat for all of us and brought so much. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you know how much we all appreciate. No, my pleasure. You. My pleasure. I'm, I love to be, I always, I like somebody asked me what I do. Um, I was at, um, and I said, I'm a, an ambassador for kosher food. <laughs> no, you are. You're fantastic and you're way with people. So we really grew and everybody who was a part of it helped us grow and um, it's been going and then we took a year off last year really I mean you know bat mitzvahs come right and I, uh, I, I put in my book launch I put my book yeah. launch in in the yeah. open slot and it was so great I was watching from like you know Instagram video world but it's really now this year you know Alyssa stepped up and said hey I'd like to do this okay here we go so it just is such a nice thing to offer people from out of town who may not know what to do Monday night after the conference or who are coming in, you know, so we really find like come and we have a lot of surprises, a lot of, Oh, can can you share one here? Uh, okay. It's, it's, it's it's not going to air until Friday. It's airing on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we actually, every member is going to get like a really great swag bag and nice unique things that you don't see every day, which is really fun. That happened to be kosher. But the other thing is we have giveaways that we're going to be announcing at the dinner. So like a melty pressure cooker. I don't know if you've seen it posted. We've been trying to keep up because every day people are reaching out like, hey, I'd love to give this to your bag, you know. Oh, that's um, amazing, Esty. 
It is. It's so nice. And like I said, Alyssa is like, she has so many connections with brands I've never even heard of. And I think it's nice to kind of, you know, bring it to the table, you know, no pun intended, but to really create that space. And like I said, we're, we have some more announcements to make even before up until the night that we're all getting together. Okay. So, so um, it's, this is airing Friday morning. How can one still get tickets? Do we have any oh. openings? You know, it's, um, depends on the restaurant. So Seth has been really a mensch. So as in years past, we really try to accommodate everybody. So if you find that you're trying to register and you're not, please message us. You can message me, send me an email, primetimeparent at gmail.com. Okay, and great. I will, I will be in touch with Alyssa, but we'd love everybody to have a space at our table. Um, and again, like this is very different than years past. We've had, what, over 150 people. But we said, let's try, like, going old school a little bit and, like, you know, have a smaller, smaller, more intimate group. And it's close to Jewish food media. So people decide it's not so bad to get there, right? Like 20 minutes, T-neck from Passaic-ish, right? Um, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know Jersey at all, but it's not far. Me neither. <laughs> once uh, you're over the you GW, once you're actually in New Jersey, nothing's far. It's just getting to New Jersey from, right? <laughs> ZK's nodding. Getting out of the city or getting out of Long Island, that Rockaway Turnpike is impossible. Right. I know. <laughs> this I know. morning now, I had a good know, ride. I come in. from Long Island. I've moved since, you know, my other days of doing kosher. These getting to New Jersey should be interesting, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for food, right? Can you give us a little bit of a rundown of the menu? I know that is has sure. been advertised. Okay, so I'm going to do this. I hope we have a, just a minute or so. Um, again, we're starting with appetizers, beef cheek mushroom Gnocchi, am I saying that right? Gnocchi. 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 And that's, everything is paired with a wine from Royal Wine Corp. Gabe Geller, is Gabe coming? Gabe Geller? Yes. yes Frequent yes. guest of Table for Two and Royal Wine Media Marketing. Oh, yes. We're so Sumalier, grateful to have yes. Um, and everything. So the next thing, we'll have a buffalo cauliflower ratatouille. We then have a beef bacon Oh, gosh, help me. Galette? Is that Galette, right? Galette, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I need you on this side, Naomi. Yeah. Um, a warm mushroom bisque, um, frisee of endives, beets, cucumbers, mustard, dill, vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just appetizers, okay? And these are full plates. This is not a tasting menu. This is like a full-on menu. Then our entrees are salmon with artichoke fennel, barigule, guys. And what's that last one? What was the last word? Barigule. I want to say it. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is on our Facebook page, so if yeah, I, I need I need to see it. <laughs> I'm looking it up. You know, you should you should know cooking is all um, based on French. Yeah. Um, I'm just. I never took French. <laughs> me either. Uh, French with an Australian accent is awful. <laughs> okay. It's, but you know, like I said, I mean, this is full on. We're going to have rack of ribs ribeye like people could choose from one of these and then a lemon chicken breast we're also going to be conscious of our gluten-friendly people here oh Um, nice Ah. and then the dessert is like a amazing creamy meringue toasted almond blueberry beautiful mojo mojo buzz pop okay they're one of our sponsors actually buzz pop so that's going to be fun so i i just can't wait i'm going to be on a diet until um, Monday at six o'clock, and then that's yeah. it. But that's, that's okay. That's okay. clothing. That's it. I'm, I'm stretchy in. pants. Your tracksuit. Yeah. Your sweatsuits. You wear your sweatsuit. 
And every course is paired beautifully with wine from Kosher, from um, yeah. Royal Wines. Amazing. It's like such a fun night, guys. I love networking. This is an event to be at. If you are, you know, uh, coming in for Kosher Fest or you want to just have a foodie dinner, right? You know, it's so hard. People are always asking me, like, do you know of a tasting menu I can go to or a tasting dinner? They're usually a couple hundred dollars. So this is, I think, what, what's, it, what's, it, what's it going for now? So we had a, a, a price break because one of our um, sponsors generously like kicked in and said, I'm going to help, you know, with that. But then it went back up. It's 140 for everything, and that's a swag bag of, like, full to the brim, like, of stuff. Yeah, so bring, bring a big car because you need to put a – Bring a little rolly bag, yes. And, again, and that includes all this wine, you know. So um, they don't serve wine, I believe, at ATC. So we're bringing it in. We're all wine whole bit it's going to be so much great content too if people are looking like i want you know for content for their blogs instagram facebook this is rich with content as you know the whole trifecta everywhere you go not just the people you meet but the products you're going to find also okay i i love that and i'm really excited for you Esty. um you and roberta are at it again um as uh ambassadors of kosher feast run by Alyssa. Um, from, give it a shout out again. KosherGourmetMart.com. There you go. So go check that out as well. We'll, ha- we'll get her in the studio one of these days when we get our next, uh, as we move into the winter schedule. Um, fantastic. So, Esty, it's so great to talk to you. You know, do you remember the first time you were on the show? It was probably my first yeah. season. Um, I'm now no, in season eight. Elan and Abby. Elan and Abby. And you're talking a sweet up. Yeah. Remember? You know, so... Weed Up was actually in between kosher feasts. <laughs> right, right. Amazing, amazing. Back in the day, really Back the Food the Bloggers Conference has, has grown. Is he there? Oh, yes, it has. Well, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for um, interviewing me about the event. My and pleasure. Anytime. I'm looking forward to it. Are you going to be at Kosher Fest, Esty, at all? You know, I can't make it work this year, but maybe, maybe something will change. Okay. Um, I may surprise everybody. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that. I look forward to seeing you. <laughs> Um, it is Great. a super busy week for all the foodies, so we are super excited to see you. Can't wait. Really all right. Looking forward, and congrats on all your great stuff, and your book is, I'm waiting for the next book, Perfect Oh, Travel no, 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 no more books. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. I'm tired, Esty. It's, it's, okay. Never there's so many never. young people um, <laughs> out there that are creating so many great books, and and. And Miriam Pascal has a book coming out soon. I so know. I know why she's been quiet. But this is why. She's been quiet. She's been <laughs> really, really, really busy. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to signal ZK. <laughs> well, I'm there. Oh. Try that other number, the 718 number. We're trying to get Menachem Lubinsky on the phone. Okay. Um, so maybe if we call the switchboard at um, Lubicom, we can pull him away from his meeting, which quite happened with such a busy – he's one of the busiest people I know. Oh, he is. He really is. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to have Melinda on the phone talking about Jewish Food Media Conference. She's also running another conference called Kavana. So um, we're going to hear about that. And I that. love her podcast. Kudos to her. I know. Really. It's so funny. Like, everyone's coming up with a podcast. I'm like, we are the originals. We yes. hit those airwaves very early <laughs> on. Like, Nahum's been doing this 35 years at least. Oh, can I just say that I have I proudly have the bumper sticker on my car. From Jamin AM. Yes. <laughs> We're not gonna still going. 
So I appreciate Nahum, and I first heard about him from my brother, like in the 90s. So- wow. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting in the same studio. Actually, but he was probably out in the, what should we call it back then? The um, Jersey, Jersey City. Jersey City? Yeah. I think so. Long, I think long. So. Yeah, now it's full-time in the network. I learned so much from his shows. Like, I just pick up so many good pointers, tips, books, you well, name it. That's where I get my, you- my Israeli <laughs> politics from. <laughs> No, I love that. I really do. So congrats, Nachum, on all your years and having such great. And Miriam Wallach is like, I mean, yeah, she's she, so amazing at what she does, too, and all the guests and the shows. It's so valuable. She's the funniest person I, I know. I love the podcast. Yeah, no, she's. You listen to, how do you listen to it, on the podcast or on? Yeah, wherever I am. Okay, on, through the app or through a podcast app? Through the app, through uh through the app. I have it on my phone. Okay, you can That's download the, the, the Nachum Siegel Network app on, Go- what's it called? The What's it, a Samsung app? What's that called? Google Play. Google Play, sorry. I have, I'm an Apple girl all the way because I'm going to have a, a phone that's named after food. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Blackberry, I have an Apple. See, I'm healthy. Okay. Essie, thank you so much. Good luck with Kosher Feast. Thank you. And we'll be in touch. Okay. Shabbat well, shalom. Thank Thanks, Essie. Okay, bye. Okay, I have on the phone... The one and only Mr. Koshefes Menachem Lipinski. Welcome, Menachem. Thank you very much. It's that time of the year again, I, I guess. I can't believe it. Where, yeah. where, where's the time going? I, it's unreal. Um, yeah. I know I pulled you out of a meeting. Thank you so much for joining That's me. That's okay, sure. I know I wanted you in the studio, but, you know, we roll last minute here, and, and I know that you are very busy leading up to Koshefes. Talk to me about the beginnings of Koshefes for all our new listeners to – Fill them in how this all started. Well, this is going to be the 31st year of Kosher Fest, and it started back in 1989 when the show, which was at that point called the Kosher Food and Jewish Life Expo, which was a show for consumers, attracted 50,000 in New York and went to Chicago and uh, Los Angeles and Miami. And I had, at that point, bought the show from the, the person who had founded the, sh- the original Kosher Food and Jewish Life Expo. And with my marketing research and with my knowledge of the industry, I decided to turn this into a bona fide, legitimate kosher food trade show. So we started in the Giant Stadium Club, which was the stadium that was built before MetLife. And we started with 69 exhibitors, and we had about 600 visitors. Just to fast forward to this year, we'll have close to 400 booths and a little over 6,000 visitors. Ugh, unreal. Yep. Yep. But uh, it's it's not been really the story of the show. It's been a story of the industry because yeah, in, in that same period that the show existed, the kosher food industry and, and the, the whole cuisine took off in America uh, to, to new heights. And um, I, I think that, that Kosher Fest merely becomes a showcase of, of the dramatic changes and dramatic progress that the kosher food industry is making. It's been unreal. I, you've, I've seen so many trends that start mm-hmm. because of they showcasing Kosher Fest. Right. I just, just to give you one small statistic when we're talking about the beginnings, uh, back when Kosher Fest started, we uh, we found that there were about 12 or 13 kosher cookbooks on the market. Mm. The largest selling co- cookbook was the Lubavitch yeah. Women's Yeah, it co- still might cookbook. be. Right, right. And today you walk into into a store like Eichler's and you're bound to find about 150 different kosher cookbooks. But mine is on the shelf. Idea, 
And the fact that every magazine and every publication has a kosher food section almost every week, not to talk about uh, the voluminous uh, volumes that they come out before a yontif, you know, we literally need a truck to cart home the, uh, the the magazines and the newspapers. It's it's unreal that the kosher foodie boom like came. Well, I think it's the world boom of food. You know, the Starbucks definitely helped having coffee shops everywhere. Um, kids drinking iced coffee. I never drank iced coffee. You drank iced coffee when you were like twelve, you're thirteen. You see kids walking around with iced coffees and. Little yeah, well, sandwiches. The, the only time I drank iced coffee is when ice cubes fell in accidentally. Right. <laughs> but, right, that's like a thing now with young kids, like young, well, you know, young adults, like call them teens. But it's like it's a big deal now, like going out to eat and there's, there's sushi everywhere. Like when did that start, right? Like in the very early, mid-90s, sushi. Now, yeah, you it, take uh, it for it, granted. It took off about in, the, in about 2000, but... You know, whoever dreamt that it would come to the point where you virtually can't go to an affair, even to a wedding or to a restaurant without having sushi served. So I once went to a kiddish and I had a hard time finding the gefilte fish because it was sushi everywhere. I'm like, I'm a gefilte. I love sushi. Don't get me wrong. I love gefilte fish and herring, though. So, like, I'm still a traditional Hamishan girl at heart. But it's like sushi has taken over every pizza shop has a sushi counter or every fleshy restaurant has a sushi menu it's just become so part my kid can order sushi at school she's in sixth grade like it's amazing how we've made our kids foodies and they can yeah well there, there were a couple of factors that played into it number one is um food went away from the objectable, uh, objectionable ingredients. Things became healthier, became easier mm-hmm. to make things kosher. So that, that was a major change. We didn't have to worry about lard anymore. We didn't have to worry about animal fats anymore uh, because a, lo- a lot changed into the organic and the use of greens. So that, that was one major change. And the second thing is a new generation came up that said, instead of why kosher, they said, why not? Why right. can't everything be made kosher except for those things that are obviously can't be made kosher? Right. But when you walk into, uh, you know, there's a new Wegmans just opened up in uh, in, in Brooklyn, and they've got about 75,000 square feet, and in there they have about 60,000 products, and I dare say that between 40 and 50 percent have a kosher certification right. on it. So, so if my grandfather in Poland said, it's difficult to be a Jew, not very difficult today. All you need is a shopping cart. Right. <laughs> it's really true. I just came back from Virginia and I yeah. went through the, the supermarket there. I cannot remember the name of it. It's a big a big supermarket that has a small-ish kosher, kosher section. So I looked through the kosher section because that's what I do. And then I walked around the store just looking for kosher products. They had so many kosher products there. Like they had a Philadelphia cream cheese dip in a small container with pretzel chips attached to it. Kind of like the Sabra Hummus with the pretzels. But right. that one, a Philadelphia cream cheese package. I've never seen that in Gomeglat. I've never seen that in any kosher supermarket. It's a good product that Philadelphia Craft brand said, let's make this kosher, let's put the OU on it and sell it everywhere. And it just happens to be kosher. And I, was- I have the same experience walking a Whole Foods or a Fairway that there are many products there that you don't see. And, you know, that's what's happening at this kosher fest. This kosher fest... Is, has a hundred new food exhibitors. Oh. There's a whole new generation of kosher food that's coming into being. Like what? Like companies that were never never appeared there before, like Oban. I mean, I can go through. There's a hundred different companies that are coming from all over the world uh, to showcase. They want a piece of this action. They want a piece of this industry. And um, 
the so-called Hamisher companies are already well established. So, but I think there'll be more and more products, especially since we have all these new, I mean, new over the last decade, these independent kosher supermarkets that right. have the room to showcase, to put more products. So if more and more products come onto their shelves, so instead of having what we call four facings of mayonnaise, they'll only have three and they'll have somebody else's product from England. That would, that would be a gain for the kosher food industry. So I, right. I, I just think, you know, every time I think that the industry has plateaued, I realize nah. that it's only on the ground floor. Yeah, yeah, it, it, has not, it has not plateaued. I think we keep growing as, as our population yeah. keeps growing, as our palates keep growing, as we create more kosher recipes. It's all cyclical, you know. Mishpacha magazine and kosher.com, they're creating more kosher content, which means we need better ingredients, more ver- variety of ingredients, and then the manufacturers are making them, and then you guys are showcasing them. You know, well, uh, I mean, look, uh, it's, uh, I, I feel bad for the, for young women today who uh, all they had to do in the olden days was just learn a recipe from their mother or grandmother. Today, they have to be sort of a house chef, <laughs> read a magazine and come up with a presentation. And they just can't drop the food on the plate the way, the way it was in the, in, the, in the days before. But if you do, that's great. And if you want some inspiration, you have plenty of it. Some, I mean, so like I give a lot of cooking class and so many times people say, oh, I just cook because my family needs to eat. And so many times people say, I, I, I live to make dinner. You know, they love to cook. So it's really nice that there's a little bit of something for everyone. And it's really now easy to make something quick and easy and drop it on the table. Or you can really go gourmet through all these beautiful things. So it's really exciting to see. Um, what do you think is the hottest thing out now? What am I going to see? Um, I, I think uh, I would like to say the snack aisle is really changing most rapidly uh, into a much more healthier set. Uh, where, where we used to be used to potato chips, now you can get um, peanut chips, now you can get corn chips, now you can get every type, every type of um, uh, flavoring in it. I think the snack aisle is growing rapidly. I think the, those people that are into sauces uh, can't believe how, how much that has expanded. Interesting. But what's happening is that the existing companies are, are expanding their lines. Because, look, the bottom line is for a company to thrive and to make money and to grow is the new products. There will probably be, according to my calculation, there will be upward of 500 new products at Kosher Fest this year. Not all of them are going to make it. But a lot of them will will be on the shelf, and you know, Kosher Fest takes place in November for one important reason. Yeah, why? It's sort of the last possible time for stores to prepare their Pesach set. I know. So, don't so say here, the P word. Everyone come, gets look, mad. They look at what's still available for for Pesach, and and especially this year where we don't have that extra month of Adar. Right. Um, Pesach. Most stores are already preparing for Pesach. Pesach even, is even April eighth. Is right in front of them. Yeah, Pesach is April eighth. Yeah. Right. Am I right? April 8th or 6th? Well, I'm going to have a look. I'm going to have a look. I actually have a countdown. Um, It's April 8th. I don't want to scare anyone. Yeah. April 8th. Which, which, which is early, unless uh, unless it's, you pick up on Jackie Mason's joke that the, the Jewish holidays are either early or late, they're never on time. <laughs> That's actually not been very Jackie Mason. No, I find it mid-range. It's not too early. It's not too late. Last year was super late. Um, this year it is not. It's like you know. First, I think the, the, other, the other kind of breaking news of with, with uh, what I would like to um, kosher fest, and I've told this to many many supermarkets. Don't look at kosher fest necessarily as an ethnic kosher show. 
because the industry has so outdid itself with new products and beautiful packaging that if you're looking for new products, if you're looking for good products, if you're looking for gluten-free, if you're looking for health products, the kosher industry has it all. And it does, you don't necessarily have to serve it to a kosher consumer. Right. And that's, that, I think, is, is, is a big change from kind of like the positioning where we used to think of Kosher Fest as more or less of an ethnic show or, or somebody called it in Yiddish, the Heimish show. The Heimish show. Yeah. You know, what's the product that surprised you the most at Kosher Fest? You mean in the past years? Yeah, in the past years. After seeing it for 33 years. Well, you know, when, when, I, first saw, when I first saw the Kosher Beef Jerky, I kind of never expected to see that. Uh, you know, when, when I when I see people coming from from Thailand and Vietnam and, and presenting the way they prepare sushi platters, I mean that that's kind of like eye openers. Now, there's almost every country today. I can't tell. How, there, there are about 20 different countries that are trying to figure out how to get into the kosher market because if they're an ingredient, like take China, which has like 3,000 companies producing kosher, you can't wow. sell to the wow. United, you can't sell to the United States today unless you're kosher. Who are you going to sell to? You can't sell to Coca-Cola. You can't sell to Pepsi. You can't sell to Kellogg's. You can't sell to Dannon. So it's it's sort of the, the kosher industry in the U.S. and by extension Israel, which is a huge market, yeah. has, has forced the entire world to really go kosher. And that's why the OU today is in well over 100 countries that they have mashkichim today uh, produce kosher products. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. China. Ah. I know a lot of um, – I make rice paper rolls. Made out of rice paper. That's and it says on it, made in Vietnam and tamarind sauce made in Thailand. Actually, the ramen noodle soups from Geffen. It says made in Singapore. And when I went to Singapore, I took them with me, and I was eating made in Singapore kosher noodles. I brought it back to Singapore. Yeah, that's another example. I mean, whoever knew whoever knew what ramen was oh. in the kosher market, and, um, and and getting it served in a restaurant. And it, it's just it's just we sort of the whole world opened up into the kosher food industry and. And guess who's benefiting? The kosher consumer, people who are eating out, people who are in the kitchen. I, I like to believe that people who prepare these kind of meals in the kitchen have to look at cooking as preparing as an experience. And that's exactly what it needs to be because the experience means research. The experience means looking at the beautiful magazines, the cookbooks, and all the innovation that goes into that. So we're, um, we're kind of in a new age with kosher, but as I said, we're just at the ground floor. There's so many more changes coming. It never gets boring. Really, mm-hmm. never gets boring. I can say I, that because really, I've gone for to twenty like years. You who, who, what you bring more than anything else, and I got. I have to say this publicly. You bring the passion of of kosher food to to to, to, to the table. You're absolutely, you absolutely. Thank you. Just, it's not just. With, pardon the pun. It's just not a. It's just not a dry run for you. It's a very very much a passionate. Feeling and and you're into it. Let's put it that I'm way. I'm very into it. I, I started calling myself the ambassador of kosher, right? Like, just shout kosher from the rooftops that we are really great. We have right. a really great food. You gotta be careful because if you call yourself ambassador, people are gonna want visas to go see how you do it. Aha, uh-huh. they can get a visa to Australia. <laughs> yeah. But I know, I know, Rabbi Gutnick is coming with Rabbi Groner from Sydney, Australia. They're coming every year. They have a booth. Mm-hmm. Yes, the uh, the London based, and I mean they come from all over the world. It's really become the one time of the year, 
And the big change this year with having all those new companies there, uh, for people to be able to say, no, you didn't see it because it's brand new. Um, you might not see some of the older companies that uh, feel that in, a, in a way that they're t taking a break this year, but you're going to see you're going to see the next generation of kosher. You're going to see you're going to see chocolates treated in a different way. You're going to see. Um, you know, frozen ices. You're going to see sauces in a different way. You're going to see stuff from Europe. You're going to see wines and whiskey. It's just overwhelming the amount of change that people are going to see, at least the trade people who are eligible to visit Kosher Fest. Right. See. So let me just, just tell a funny story that happened to me this week about Kosher Fest. I've got two friends, Australian friends that I grew up with, who run a program called Kosher Travelers. They, they're based out of Israel. They said, Naomi, we're coming in for Kosher Fest. We'll talk more about what they, they do later on. But um, they said, is there a game plan for Kosher Fest? And I said, there is. You've got to start off in the morning milchik. Don't be tempted by all the fleshik till after lunch. First, you do a lap of the whole place from the minute the doors open. You've got to be there early. And even if that means staying over, you want to be there early. Then you stay milchik till one o'clock. And don't, don't drink till the afternoon. After 1 o'clock, you can switch to Flayshik and start drinking. That's the game plan. I've been doing this over 20 years. I know what and, – and wear comfortable shoes. That's why I well, told them. This, this sounds like the, uh, the most recent diet to come out on the market, you know, so what you eat till, till midday and what you eat after midday. But, yeah. It's, it's the uh, kosher it's, fest it's diet. Really good advice. Right? I, I, I like to tell people that sometimes it's just good to take one spin of the whole show without even tasting anything. Just right. get an idea and then go back to those booths that, that you feel you want to really uh, experience and taste, taste the products. Right. And I go for both days. I do a lap the first. I see everything. I don't even talk to people. I don't even talk to friends. Don't talk to, don't talk to me till I do my first lap. And then I go around again slowly, tasting, schmoozing with the, um, the people showing the product and then, you know, walk, work in the circle. And then the next day I come back and seal the deal. You got it right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's really mummish, my favorite event. I'm looking forward to this. I block it out in my calendar. When I leave Kosher Fest on Wednesday afternoon, you've already got a banner up. See you at 2020. I will type it into my phone, block out, block out those dates so I know that I'm good for next year. Well, okay. I'm uh, I'm sounds great. I look forward to seeing you. And, look forward and, keep, to seeing you and, too. and keep up the great broadcast and Thank the great you. work that you do. Thank you so much. We'll be we'll be uh, doing a show from um, the kosher and from Kosher Fest next week. So I'm super excited. Minachum okay. and going to walk around with ZK and Yoni, and we're going to you know highlight some of our favorites. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Menachem right. Lebinsky, the Godfather of Kosher Fest, uh, creator and motivator, and he's just absolutely fantastic. I love talking to him when I I sent him the emails like, can we can I get you on the show? And he goes. He goes, well, I'm going to be in a meeting then. And then I said, um, you know, can someone else do it? He goes, nobody knows Kosher Fest like me. I'm going to work out of my meeting to take the call, so uh, to do a call in. So we're very grateful for, Nach for Menachem for what he's done and for his time today. On the line is my bestie, Melinda Strauss. How are you today? Hello, hello. I am doing great. I'm sorry you can't be in the studio with me. I we know. always have fun in here. I always love coming in. It's been a while since I've been in, actually. I just, I'm flying to Arizona tomorrow. 
you know, a week, not even a week until my conference, but I'm flying to Arizona for a weekend. <laughs> right, 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 right. So as this airs, this coming Friday, yeah. you will actually be in Arizona. That's... I will be, yes. I am currently in Arizona. It's, uh, it's <laughs> 85 degrees, <laughs> and I think it's like snowing in New York. No, no, God forbid. Don't say that. I'll tip bear. No, no. Okay, so Melinda, yes. you wear many hats. This is funny. Melinda has her own podcast now, and she just interviewed me for her podcast, and now I'm turning the tables back on her, and I'm oh, interviewing her. You were so good, Naomi. Thank you. You were so good. Okay, so Melinda wears many hats. She's, besides being a friend and a wife and mom, and she has this delicious dog called Louie, who's the turn me around about loving dogs. <laughs> um, Melinda is an Optavia coach. Uh, tell me if I'm saying things wrong. She yeah, runs, you got it. She runs the Jewish Food Media Conference. She runs an upcoming uh, um, a conference called Kavana, which we're going to talk about. She has a food blog. She does so many fun things in the community and on the Instagram community. She's changing the face of the Jewish women's world about self-motivation and getting people inspired to be the better, to be the better selves. Does that, did yes. I say that right? That was so good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if we have this in the big wide world, they have a lot of inspirational speakers, and so do we. We have yeah. amazing Rebbitsons and all that. We got a great Worcester speeches. But Melinda's t- trying to inspire people to do it through business. You well, know? Not just through business, but I think through, and I, I really feel very strongly that there's two parts to it, right? You can grow in your business, which is one of the reasons, besides community, that Jewish Food Media came around was to grow your business, which, I mean, I say it all the time, we grow better when we grow together. Yep. That building community helps us grow in so many ways, not just with likes on Instagram and, and new <laughs> followers, but we learn from each other. And, and I can tell you just before this meeting, I was back and forth with some of the friends in our community um, going over a few things for my conference. So it's, you know, there's always people that you can bounce things off of. And, it's, and then even like meeting new people and graphic designers and there's so many opportunities you know with networking to grow your business. So that's the business side of things. But then there's also the personal side of things and finding time for ourselves and self-care and not losing our minds when we're spending all of our time focused on other people. You know, it could just, it's the little things that help us from not losing our minds beyond just growing a business. So that's really where Kavana the personal growth conference came from as well. What does kavana mean? What does kavana mean? It's such a good word. I love it. So the it's word kavana, Hebrew. It's a Hebrew word, kavana. Yes, it means conscious intentionality, living with intention, doing with intention, and not just you know doing things because that's what you're supposed to do. And and it's like opening up a venture, and you're you know you can open up the venture and read the words. That's with kavana, or you can like. I mean, you, you don't have to be reading the words, but the idea is that you read them so that you are really being intentional with the words that you're saying. So that that word means so much to me because I believe so strongly in, in living a life with purpose. I love that. I love that. Davening with purpose, eating with purpose. Yes. Eating with purpose, yes. You're right. For sure. Right, whether, whether even if like somebody, uh, Elizabeth Sutton and I were chatting the other day and She's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. And she was saying like, what did she say? Those extra five or 10 pounds came from something that you were enjoying life about. Oh, so I like, that. I thought that was great. So make yeah. sure you tune in. 
this is it's going to air in like two weeks. I'm going to oh, have her on the show. Oh, that's going to be so good. She's oh, amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So make sure you uh, listen, watch out for that show. So this week right now is the, the Trifecta Kosher show on today. And then we're going to do a show from Kosher Fest. And then we're going to have Elizabeth on the show the week after Kosher Fest before Thanksgiving. Oh, it just gets better and better. Okay, so let's talk about Jewish Food Media. This is yeah. your seventh year? This is the seventh conference. I started the conference eight years ago, took one year off, uh, did some construction and thought, I can't do this right. <laughs> all at the same time. Uh, so it's, the, it's been around for eight years. This is the seventh annual Jewish Food Media Conference. Amazing. Yes. I know. I can't believe it's seven. I believe you started with my cousin, Shelly. Yeah. It was in the Carlton Hotel. Um, oh, my God. I can't even remember the name of the hotel. It was beautiful. Yeah. I think it was Carlton, I think. Um, oh, it was gorgeous. I'd have to go look back. It was yeah. a beautiful hotel. It was not the best space for a conference. But, me, but we had <laughs> so much fun. Fun. Right, we did. Oh and do you remember Jamie Geller spoke? Jamie Geller, a very pregnant Leia Shapiro spoke. Yes, Donnie Klein was up there. Noah the Fleck. photographer. Yeah. Noah no. Facts, who is just the funniest guy ever. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram. But he spoke about photography, and um, it was just an amazing event. It made me realize that and it was really all started because there weren't a lot of Jewish food bloggers around. Right. And we were just all getting started, and... And I had started this community on Facebook with other bloggers not in our world, and we weren't kosher or weren't Jewish. And I was like, we got to do this in our own community and built up our own community of bloggers. And it started out as the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference and was for many years. But it's just, like, grown and grown. Right. Also, Kosher Food Bloggers kind of – the word blog has changed. Oh, gosh. Blog yeah. me, used to mean something like a website almost. Yeah. But I call my blog my Instagram account mm-hmm. because everything you need to know about me is on my Instagram mm-hmm. and a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, and now it's like, what's a blog? Who's, it's Influencer is the word now, right? right? Influencer. I, I can't wrap my head around that one, but I know oh, I it's true. I, I, I know people hate it, but I really, I don't think it's a, I think it's the same thing with social media. There are people out there who see, we'll just call it, we'll talk about Instagram, right? There are people who see Instagram as a negative place because People aren't always real on there, and people see what they want to see. And it can be a dangerous place if you allow it to be, but it's such an incredible place, too. Where, uh, you know, yeah. I just, we can share so much about our lives and share positivity and share the realness, even though it's not all exactly as our lives are because, my goodness, I can't spend my whole life on Instagram. Right. But it's, it's such an, it can be such an amazing place. Outlet, just like... The, like the Nachum Siegel Network and the shows that we have or your podcast. Yeah. It's another way that you can inspire. Yeah. And share. And, and share. Let people know they're not alone. And, like, I look at someone like Abby Wolin who's, grow, who's helping people grow their businesses, and this is all happening because of social media. People around the world can connect with someone in New Jersey. Melinda, you just yeah. reminded me. <laughs> I forgot to tune into her business thing. Oh, no, it's still live. Okay, by the time everybody hears this, it won't be live anymore. But it's, uh, it's, I'm telling you now, it's live for 24 hours. When did she do it, last night or tonight? I, I, you know, I, I'm not following it, so I don't oh, know when it is. Oh, my God, like, I'm such a nut job. Okay. <laughs> Abby Wallen does business challenges for women, and I thought I should do that. Yeah. And I completely forgot. Because... You put it on your calendar. <laughs> but you know what? It, it, but it just shows you, like, around the world, people, it, the world's become so small. So small. Of social media. But I think that the word influencer 
when you use correctly, you're not influencing people by force, forcing them to do something. But I think if you're influencing with trust, then you're able to share things with people and, and give to others and they can see it and go, oh, that's amazing. I can have that too. Right. That's how I see influence in a positive way. I love it. This is like music to my ears. And I, and I hope that, you know, I know Instagram can be a distraction, but, you know, just like there's lots of good things, there are, you know, with everything that we do, you got to just find your, your groove. Yeah. Okay, talk to me about the Jewish Food Media Conference. Who is speaking? How okay. can one still go? There are still tickets available, right? So... I guess by the time everybody's hearing this, I mean, I had to close down ticket sales. If there are people who message me privately, you can actually message me at um, Melinda at MelindaStrauss.com. I will certainly privately open up ticket sales. Okay, but I, and I, they can use my code JFM, like Jewish Food Media, Naomi. You got it, for 10% uh, off. Okay, so who, who's in the lineup? Okay, so Adina Sussman. Woohoo! Oh, I'm so excited. She is just an incredible, incredible woman. So Adina Sussman is going to be speaking. I have Deanie Klein from Prep and Rally. My girl. Our girl. Klein from L.A. Um, and then Shloimi and Shifra Klein from Fleischig's Magazine. Love those guys. They're so good. And then Sina Mizrahi from her, her blog is Gather a Table, and she has an e-book. And Naomi, this one's all you right here. She has an ebook about iPhone or uh, phone photography. That's what I've been dying. I've been begging Mel, please. <laughs> Enough with the DSLR camera, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't do it. I bought a camera. I returned it. I couldn't. Zuke's laughing. Yeah. I could not handle the technology. Give me my iPhone. <laughs> Show me how to take nice pictures. Zell. And you've been asking me for years. You're like, find someone, find someone. And, and well, I, I knew just, I wanted Cena, so but she was in Israel for a long time. Yeah, and she's moved. She's moved here, and she's available. And I literally like had to convince her. I was like, Cena, you're too good. People need to hear what you have to say. And and she has her ebook. You can actually go to gatheratable.com, and her ebook is available for anyone to purchase. But if you're coming to the conference, then you get in person with Cena. And you can really, you know, I'm just going to say, you can stalk her, ask her questions. Right. She's very talented. She's yeah. really and a super, super girl. I've met her once when she came in for Koshivas a couple of years ago. Um, and I I think the last time I was in Israel, the time before, I tried to, to meet up with her. But yeah, it's hard when you're traveling with kids and, mm. and meetups and all that. Um, but well, yeah, okay. Can I tell you a little, like, secret? <laughs> okay. I- I'm waiting. We like secrets. Okay. It's, it's really for you. Okay. <laughs> tell everybody. So Naomi, as you're all listening, Naomi tends to leave conferences about, I don't know, what, halfway through, through, not leaves the event, but, like, leaves the room where everybody's speaking to go, like, network and hang out outside the room, right? Right, because Naomi has extreme ADD. (laughs) So it's possible that I have Sina as my last speaker of the day. Yeah. Make you come back into the room. Oh, okay, good. I'm going to sit there this time. Also, you know why? I was always very busy the last couple of years. Last year I had my book launch mm-hmm. and I did my radio show from the the conference, yeah. right? Yeah. And then like the year before that I was helping Esty with Kosher Feast. Mm-hmm. So I was in and out with that. But this year I'm a free agent. You are. You're all in. I'm, <laughs> I'm so all excited. in. I'm going to sit. I remember the first year Aitan came. Me and Aitan was here on the – Lower West Side oh somewhere. It was at Chabad. 
Chabad, yeah. yep, Soho. And me and Eitan have front row seats and he was sitting there writing notes and he probably actually wanted to sit next to me. Now I'm like, he's a cool like 17-year-old. I'm like an old grandma and, and you know, <laughs> we still buds. I have buds. so many pictures of that because we had, I think it was Hannah Blumis was the photographer and I always look through those pictures because the lighting, it was, it was a tough space because it was really small. But, it had but big the windows. lighting was so beautiful in there. Mel, it wasn't at Chabad. It wasn't at Chabad. Oh, my God, you're right. It that was that year, other crazy space. It was in ZK, the most you random location. It was, it was not good. I had to rent tables. It was, you're right, Chabad was for two years before that. Right. ZK, do you remember that? We did the radio show from there. I had Noreen Galetz was on the show. We had a whole bunch of people lined up to do the show. I can picture it exactly where you guys were standing. Union Square. If you want those pictures, I'll send them over. They're send great. them over. Oh Union my Square, ZK remembers. Yeah. Parking was halacious. It was such a bizarre location. It was so cool in spirit. But when everybody was in there, it was just so tight. Right. It was tight. It was <laughs> well, tight. Well, you were good in the first row, but everybody else in the back. Yeah, was it was good. It was very good. But, yeah, look, the the group has grown. Look at how, you know, there used to be a handful of people. When I started doing cooking demos, when I first started my business 15 years ago, there were three people that did cooking demos. Susie Fishbein, Jamie Geller, and me. Now, those two had cookbooks, so they were, like, definitely way more busy and popular than me. And that was me, and I did plenty great from doing cooking demos. But now we're like, there's like a hundred girls that can do demos, which I think is amazing. We are not competition. We help each other. One can't do one, you give the name to someone else. Like, it is incredible how everybody wants a food demo or, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, there's a lot going on in the food world these days. And, you know, we're talking to Menachem and to Esty how the whole foodie boom is just growing and growing and yeah, bloggers are growing and growing. And yeah. Mel, what would you say as a, someone who's listening to our show mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, I want to do this. I'm a, I want to open up a food blog, mm-hmm. right? Or an Instagram account. What should I do? What would be your, their, your well, advice the, to them? The first thing that I would tell them is to ask themselves why, because it's a lot of work just like any other job. So if you're starting any new business, whether it's, I mean, it could just be like, okay, I want to share my food. Go for it. Start your, start your account. So I just always encourage people to ask themselves why you're doing it before you start. And the second thing that people should know is that it doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to go from zero followers to 30,000 followers or 10,000 followers or even 5,000 followers overnight. I, I certainly would highly recommend no one ever pay for followers because <laughs> never can see that. You lose your authenticity. I will unfollow someone if I see they paid for followers. Yep. And it's very obvious. So just know that when you pay for followers, people know. Um, but really do it because it makes you happy and, beca- and think, about, <clears throat> think about why you want it. And really, like, and this is a shout-out to Sina, but if you could have good pictures of your food, if you're starting, let's say, a food account, because that's really where our heads are at here, right? Can you and our tummies. Make sure your pictures look nice. You know, if you can only take photos at night, that's cool. Amazon has really cheap lights you can buy that plug in and you can have a nice light for your photos. I should do that, Mel. Can you help me order one? Yeah, I have one I'll recommend. I have a great one that, that I love to recommend to people. And it's under 100 bucks. There, You can get them for so, so cheap. Okay, but tax deduction, whatever. Send it over. Sure, that's true. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, so easy to have pretty pictures they don't have to be perfect and in fact i think a lot of people prefer when they don't look perfect yeah I, yeah because it shows real i'm real but mine are messy a little, like real. applebaum once told me she's like mel step away from the food a little with your camera 
because I was getting real close-up shots. And I, they were good quality shots. They were very close-up. She's like, back up a little. Just move your feet back. <laughs> right. Well, she's amazing. Honey is amazing, right? She. Oh, gosh, yeah. Not only does she cook the food, mm. she can photograph the food. Her cookbook and style is all her own photography. It's, it's amazing. Incredible. Her and Miriam Pascal. Yeah. You know, I, you know. I've interviewed a lot of cookbook authors, including myself. Mm-hmm. You can't do photography. It's a no, whole industry to have a stylist and a photographer. And the fact that those two can do it themselves, like, mm-hmm. wow, Miriam's third book's coming out soon. I can't wait to see it. It's The photos are incredible. Can, the ones that we've seen so far, she did a blog post on OvertimeCook.com that showed like a sneak peek of her book and the photos the crembo, like I can't get over okay. it. Okay, you want to hear something? Beautiful. I won't look at her book. I don't want to see any sneak peeks. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, because you know why? I want to hold the book in my arms and have that first surprise. That's so sweet. Right? I actually i am holding back. I, I, You know, like I don't want to read the end of the novel before I see the beginning. Sure. I want to see the whole book, hold that baby in my arms. Oh, my God. Did you know that my sister reads the end first to see how it ends? What, the book or the, uh, the, the book? All books. That's, the book. I think I one of my daughters think, does that. I can't even, and I'm a big reader. I love to read, and I'm like, I just, I can't even imagine, and everybody's different, and do your thing, but like, what? I know, I can't believe you're defending. <laughs> oh, my God, it's crazy. But, yeah, and actually, Hani and Miriam are both going to be at the Jewish Food Media Conference this year, so I'm really excited to get to see them. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a really great event. Um, We've got a couple minutes left. Cool. Um, I just want to talk quickly about Kavana and who's going to be speaking at Kavana, this conference that you're holding December 15th. Yes. Oh, my God. Such a list of speakers. It's, I'm actually, as we speak, walking over to my computer because I, there's so many speakers, and I, I don't know how I'm fitting them all in, but I couldn't – I just – I needed them all to be there. Like, it's just too good for them not to be up on that stage. One of the things that I love about Kavana and also with Jewish Food Media is I really love to give people an opportunity to speak and to have their voice heard. So there's just, my list is endless. And I even say to people, like, if you think of someone you that you think should be up there, tell me. Right. Like, I'm going to be, be introducing you, Mel. I'm, the in- I'm introducing Mel to the beginning of the conference. Oh, you're the MC. It's already done. <laughs> you're, I already told you. I'm like, you do a good job, Naomi. You'll be my MC forever. That's fine. <laughs> you're hired. Um, so I have a lot of women. I mean, I can... Go through them if you want. I can. Let yeah, just you know. name a couple. We got it. We got about sure. two minutes. I'd like okay. people to hear who's coming. Like, sure. Give well, them Elizabeth Savetsky is going to be our keynote speaker. Elizabeth Savetsky is the just well, telephone on Instagram. She's Elizabeth Savetsky. She used to be the accessories expert. That's what I was looking for. Okay, yeah. great. Um, and she she's just I love her how open she is about her support of Israel and about the things happening in her life. She's just a very open, honest person, and it's really inspiring. Um, Abby Wolin is going to be speaking, and Beth Warren is speaking, and Yaffa Palti. Oh, I love Yaffa Palti. I oh, love all so of those good. girls. I, I love just, them. I just interviewed her for the podcast. I just I just started following her. Amazing. Oh, my God. Get ready. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, who this amazing woman, Donna Sickerman, who was one of these, she started a group, um, a group. it's an organization called Momentum, um, and then I have a... A panel. I'm like, what is that word? A panel that's going to be run by someone named Hani Erin True, who is so good. She's the boss medal. You know the podcast, the boss medal? So that's her. She's going to be moderating the panel with Rachel Tuckman, Barry Mitzman, Sari Singer, and Stephanie Pollack. Wow. And of course, I'll be speaking as well. Right. I don't even know a lot of these people, but I look forward to hearing from them. I love being 
part of a big inspirational group. So this is super exciting. Yeah. Um, to get your tickets for Kavana, yeah. do, do we have a code? Do I have a code? Well, I will make a code for you, and I will make it before this airs. So um, we can do uh, – I, hmm, I guess is it confusing for it to be Kavana? Maybe K-Naomi. K-Naomi. I think that makes sense, like just keeping the K. So we'll okay. do that. K-Naomi. K-Naomi. It'll be 10% off, and it's – you can buy tickets on KavanaConference.com. And it's in it's in Factory 220. We it didn't is. talk I both conferences. Space. We didn't even say where it's going to be. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And it's in a different area in that same building because Factory 220 is this incredible, I call it a warehouse. Like It's, it's just, a big space. It's a huge space with a lot of different locations. They have the restaurant. They have catering. And, I mean, I can't even – I haven't been to a wedding there. I just want to be invited. To yeah, it's like, cool. It's a great fun space. My book launch was there. Mel, we've got about 30 seconds left. Okay. There's going to be me? food. There's going to be good food, right? Yeah. Who's catering? Oh, the Humble Toast is catering Jewish food media. Oh, I love them. So Shalom, you get a big shout-out from us. Those sandwiches, uh-oh, yummy, yummy. Ooh, and Kavana, do we know yet? I, I don't know. Let's stay see. tuned. Let's, stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> Melinda, I love chatting with you. Where did 20 minutes go? I just don't know. I love it. We'll talk later. We'll talk later on my way home. We wish wish we at least once a day, online, offline, on the phone, whatever. Okay. Thank you so much, Melinda, for joining us. And Esti Berkowitz from Kosher Fest. And Menachem Lubinsky from Kosher Fest, rounding out the trifecta for this coming week. Okay, want to wish everybody Shabbat Shalom. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nacham Segal Network. Stay tuned for music right up to Lech Benching, sponsored by our friends at Kerem. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>